This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Wednesday, July 12th. I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, an update from the Tourism Board, a State of the Town address, 4th of July debrief, and a mountain weather forecast. But first, San Miguel Search and Rescue responded to a woman stuck on the Via Ferrata this week. The 42-year-old Texas woman was in distress but uninjured. Responders assisted her through the technical terrain and brought her to safety in a three-hour mission. It's high season in a tourist town. Maybe you're asking the age-old question, how does this summer compare to last? After catching up with the Telluride Tourism Board, KOTO's Gavin McGough has the scoop. Director of the Telluride Tourism Board, Kira Skinner, spoke before town council this week, and she took a break from local issues to ask, how are Americans at large feeling about travel this summer? Um, What we're seeing is Americans' excitement for travel is still at record high levels. It's been this way for the past few months. But travelers with high household incomes, luxury travelers, are heading to Europe this summer. So they're estimating that there will be a 55% increase in travel from the U.S. to Europe this summer. And the remaining travelers who are here in the States are experiencing sticker shock with travel domestically. How is this enthusiasm for travel countered with a hesitation about price point affecting Telluride's tourism numbers? Well, to make a long story short, not much. Overall, hotel occupancy rates are up, but only slightly. Based on projections for this summer, Skinner reports. Total occupancy for the destination is 4% ahead of 2022. Breaking down exactly where people are staying shows that more are choosing Mountain Village. And Skinner says. Now, um, when we look at the town of Telluride for summer pace, we're seeing that total occupancy has decreased by 8%. Telluride occupancy rates were also down around 10% for the 2022 to 2023 winter season, while Mountain Village saw a slight bump. Average daily rate, however, which averages how much each visitor is paying for their room and spending on their travels, has held strong. That visitor spending is up 75% over pre-pandemic levels. Councilmember Dan Enright says seeing this data is helpful. As I don't know about the rest of you, but I certainly have a lot of people talking to me in town about the business level of town and certainly something I paid close attention to. Um, the numbers to me show we're pretty right on track. And I think the most, the two most important things to highlight, one, the average daily rate increase over the last couple of years is substantial to say the least. And Wright continues to point out that a slight decrease in occupancy is to be expected given the country's travel trends at large. Skinner agrees it's important to keep tabs on these visitation numbers, especially as greater forces change. We look at consumer confidence and travel sentiment is changing constantly with, you know, the fear of recession. And um, I think that that's something that we, we do need to monitor as a community and for our economy. In addition to keeping an eye on domestic travel and economic trends, the Tourism Board has been increasing its marketing in international markets, specifically targeting Mexico and Australia in winter and the UK in Germany come summer. And Skinner says... We're focusing on international because the international visitor is low impact, high value for us. So 
an international visitor brings in three times the revenue of a domestic visitor. And that really aligns with the goals that we've talked with the town of Telluride about um, in terms of what, what our visitor looks like. Another recent initiative is much more homegrown. The Tourism Board launched a grant program this year to fund the tourism-related projects of local organizations and businesses. Councilmember Adrian Christie feels the program came with a learning curve. Now that the sort of inaugural granting cycle is over, people will have a clear understanding. But as someone who worked at a nonprofit who often goes for grants, I think it was a little it was a little bit confusing to people to see sort of like who is this for? What is it really meant for? So I think. Um, that confusion will hopefully go away. However, the grant program was, by many measures, a great success. 18 organizations applied for the funding, and four projects were chosen. Funding initiatives from sustainability efforts on the Via Ferrata to Telluride's Oktoberfest bash. A perfect attraction, perhaps, for one of those international German travelers. Telluride Mayor Pro Tem Mian Fee gave her first State of the Town address this week, laying out accomplishments over the past six months, focusing on projects aligning with the town's goals and objectives, preserving community, protecting health and quality of life, addressing critical infrastructure needs, and cultivating economic sustainability. One of the goals in order to preserve community was to pursue affordable housing opportunities. We have commenced construction on Voodoo, including deed restricted commercial space. Staff has applied for and the town was awarded a further $2 million grant for the development of this project through the Transformational Affordable Housing Grant Program. The project will ultimately have 27 housing units and approximately 3,700 square feet of commercial space, as well as relocation of the free box and public restrooms. This project is scheduled to be completed in September of 2024. Fee also highlights work to develop or upgrade community housing at Shandoka, Lot L, Carhenge, and Chair 7, Canyonlands and the Tower House, and Virginia Placer Phase 2. We continue to explore partnerships with our regional jurisdictions as well as other interested and involved parties in order to coordinate housing plans and potentially develop housing collaboratively and quickly to meet our region's growing needs. As we step through the process of creating a greater amount of affordable deed restricted housing, the the Telluride Housing Authority has also addressed, refined, and amended the Telluride Affordable Housing Guidelines, which were approved by the Town Council. This process, which occurs biennially, will ensure that these guidelines are clear to all those who own affordable housing units. To help increase equity in the community, Fee also notes Telluride's step into the realm of child care. This year, in conjunction with Bright Futures, the town of Telluride has begun the development of internal early childhood education services through at-home child care centers, as well as the management and future expansion of Elaine's Place. By doing so, Telluride will take an active role in ensuring child care remains a stable possibility for our community so that together, all of our families can thrive. In 2023, Fee says council set a goal to protect the community's quality of life by implementing its environmental action agenda. Our community's well-being, both personally and economically, is tied to the incredible natural resources we are surrounded by. Therefore, the town has always prioritized the protection of the surrounding lands. Thanks to the forward vision of councils before us, we have been able to preserve much of those lands that surround the town. This year, we retired the debt on the Valley for 13 years ahead of schedule. As such, we can now apply those revenue streams to other initiatives that will serve the town and surrounding community, 
while still ensuring there's a robust funding mechanism to manage and care for our critical open spaces and trails. In her speech, Fee addressed the importance of maintaining critical infrastructure in the Telluride region. One of the most vital roles that the town council fulfills is in the management of our community's critical infrastructure needs. Town staff and a select group of council members have been working to address our water and wastewater infrastructure and funding needs. Staff is working to finalize the design and funding strategy for an expanded wastewater treatment plant that is also going to be upgraded to meet the ever-growing water quality requirements from the state. Council and staff have been collaborating with staff and council members from the town of Mountain Village and San Miguel County to analyze the creation of a sanitation authority and develop a comprehensive funding plan for the expansion of our aging wastewater treatment plant. Finally, Fee touches on economic sustainability. Town Council decided to focus on our community's sustainability by evaluating the efforts of marketing and tourism activities both in the town and the region. The Telluride Ski Resort and the Telluride Bluegrass Festival both celebrated their 50-year anniversaries this year. Both organizations have left an indelible mark on this town, and our community simply would not be where we are without them. In conclusion, Fee acknowledged stepping in to fulfill the duties of mayor following the resignation of Delaney Young. I am honored to serve the town of Telluride in this position. I am proud of the achievements of our town staff, our commissions, our committees, and the council, what they have achieved thus far, and look forward to the collaborative work that will fulfill our goals in the next six months of the year. Thank you for your continued support. As Mayor Pro Tem, Fee will fulfill the duties of mayor until November 2023, when a new mayor will be elected. The town of Telluride took over planning and operating the 4th of July celebrations in Town Park this year for the first time. We tried to keep as much uh, simplicity to this first ever event as possible. That's Telluride Town Manager Scott Robson providing a debrief to town council this week. Overall, Robson says the event went well. A very, very local-based, family-friendly event that um, I think across the board we got incredibly um, positive response on, and we will do it again next year. Now we now we know what we don't, and uh, we know attendance, we know alcohol, we learned a few things uh, that we will do a little different next year, but overall I think the concept is what we generally hoped for. While the town estimates 20,000 people are in Telluride for the holiday, a smaller amount made it into the park. Best we could count because it was really spread across many fields over the length of the day. Um, upwards of 2,500 uh, attendees is kind of our best guess. Acknowledging the July 4th celebrations came on the heels of the Bluegrass Festival, Robson gives big thanks to town staff and organizers for pulling it off. Overall, I'm just really uh, proud of our teams and our partners for executing two really significant um, events with relatively short staffs in, in the course of the last 30 days here. So it's, it's been a big month for everybody. Um, and thanks to all of our, our teams. Now that the 4th of July celebrations are concluded, it's the perfect time to start planning for the next one. A portion of San Miguel County is going into Stage 1 fire restrictions. San Miguel County announced this week unincorporated areas of the county within the Egnar Fire Protection District entered Stage 1 fire restrictions on Wednesday. The Bureau of Land Management Trace Rios Field Office also entered fire restrictions, including its land in San Miguel County. Under the restrictions, campfires, charcoal barbecues, and grills are prohibited unless in designated fire grates in developed campgrounds. Smoking is prohibited unless in an enclosed vehicle or building, a developed recreation site, or in a barren area free of vegetation, 
Under stage one restrictions, welding or operating similar torches with open flame is prohibited, except in an area that has been cleared of vegetation. Individuals may not operate internal or external combustion engines without a working spark-arresting device or possession of a fire extinguisher. The Egnar Fire Protection District in San Miguel County entered Stage 1 fire restrictions on Wednesday, July 12th. The restrictions will stay in place indefinitely. The town of Mountain Village is making strides in affordable housing after receiving a $2 million grant from the Colorado Department of Local Affairs. The grant will fund infrastructure and construction costs for expanding the village court apartments. The expansion includes the construction of two new buildings, which will collectively add 35 rental units in the complex. North Star Homes plans to begin construction this summer with a goal of completing the project at the beginning of 2024. In a statement, Governor Jared Polis noted there is, quote, more work to do to make sure Coloradans have access to the housing they need to thrive, adding he's hopeful the state can, quote, remove further barriers to new housing and make Colorado a more affordable place to live. A proposed change to the Colorado Republican Party's bylaws could open the door for it to block unaffiliated voters from participating in GOP primaries. The change would make it easier for the party's central committee to reach a three-quarter majority. That's needed if the party wants to opt out of a 2016 ballot measure that opened primaries to unaffiliated voters. Closing them is a priority for many conservatives, including Colorado GOP chairman David Williams. The party also wants to change rules around state delegates to the Republican National Convention. It wants all of them to pledge their support to candidates ahead of time. GOP leaders believe this would encourage presidential campaigns to focus their attention on Colorado. Colorado voters will decide this November whether to approve Proposition HH, a response to spiking property taxes fueled by rising property values. KOTO's Lucas Brady-Woods reports opponents and supporters of the ballot measure are organizing. Prop HH will ask voters to approve a 10-year property tax relief plan backed by Governor Jared Polis. It would also reduce the money available for refunds under the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, or TABOR, to help the state pay for the loss in tax revenue. At least three groups have registered as official issue committees for or against the measure. Opposition group No on HH was launched last month by conservative political activists Michael Fields. In a video he posted on YouTube, Fields said lawmakers need to find a different way. The solution to it is to cap property tax increases. We need to make sure that property taxes remain low so people can stay in their homes, seniors, people on fixed incomes, everyday Coloradans. The other two registered groups are the Tabor Coalition, which is opposed to Proposition HH, and Property Tax Relief, which supports it. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods in Denver. Tribal attorneys across the nation are concerned about a recent Supreme Court ruling on Navajo Nation water rights. As Clark Adamidas of KSUT and KSJD reports for Rocky Mountain Community Radio, an attorney for the Ute Mountain Ute Tribe says it calls into question the trustee relationship between tribes and the federal government. In his opening argument before the Supreme Court in March, attorney Shay Dvoretsky argued about a treaty agreement ratified over a century ago. In the 1868 treaty, the United States promised the Navajos a permanent homeland. Both parties understood that in promising the Navajos their land, the United States was also promising them the water it needed to sustain life in the arid Southwest. 
Those treaties are specific sources of law that give the nation rights to water and impose duties on the government to secure that water. Dvoretsky was representing the Navajo Nation in its case against the state of Arizona. He reminded the Supreme Court that the U.S. has treaty obligations to the Navajo Nation. He also emphasized that the federal government has played a role of trustee when it comes to Navajo water rights. The federal government has spoken for the tribe in water rights cases and prevented the Navajo from intervening in cases on their own behalf. For those reasons, Dvoretsky argued that the U.S. has a legal obligation to protect and secure water for the tribe. The United States thinks that it alone decides whether it has made good on its promises. But that's not how promises work. A promise is a solemn duty, and the United States' duty is to see that the nation has the water it needs and the United States promised. But in a 5-4 ruling, the court disagreed. Writing for the majority, Justice Brett Kavanaugh said the Navajo Treaty of 1868 contains no language that says the U.S. must secure water for the tribe. The worst part is the total and complete ignorance that the Supreme Court has about the nation's relationship with tribes. Peter Ortigo is general counsel for the Ute Mountain Ute tribe. He says that the right to water is implied in the 1868 treaty, even if it's not explicitly mentioned. If the Navajo had claimed that the trust responsibility included, I don't know, say air to breathe, is, is the United States not on a responsibility to make sure that the Navajo have air to breathe? Because I don't recall the treaty saying specifically that they would provide them air. <laughs> Through historic treaty agreements, tribal nations gave up some sovereign autonomy in exchange for protections from the U.S. These include financial assistance and relief-like federal support for tribes during the COVID-19 pandemic. Ortigo says the recent ruling against the Navajo Nation creates a legal gray area and that it's now less clear what the U.S. must provide to tribes as trustee. A lot of branches of the United States will probably struggle in future administrations to provide the level of trust responsibility they would like to. But because of this ruling, they'll very easily be able to be taken away from services that they would ordinarily provide. If federal courts continue to weaken the legal responsibilities of the U.S. as a trustee to tribes, tribal attorneys like Peter Ortigo will have to be more assertive. In his dissenting opinion for the minority, Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch said as much. He wrote, quote, It is hard to see how this court, or any court, could ever again fairly deny a request from the Navajo to intervene in litigation over the Colorado River, unquote. For KSUT and KSJD, I'm Clark Adamitis. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for mostly clear skies tonight with a low around 50 degrees. Thursday should be sunny during the day and clear at night. The high is around 85 degrees with a low around 50. Friday expects sunny skies with a high near 90 degrees. Friday night should be clear with a low in the mid-40s. This has been the news for Wednesday, July 12th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206. And now, personal commentaries. Hello, everyone. This is John Duncan from Telluride Outside, here to invite you to attend Trotapalooza, our annual fundraiser for Trot Unlimited and the Telluride Valley Floor. The event is Thursday afternoon, July 13th. 
This year, the focus of Tratapalooza is raising money for revegetating the 15.5-acre tailings removal site on both sides of the San Miguel River at the foot of Boomerang Road. Remember during COVID, all those dump trucks driving through Telluride? With all those tailings going up to the main pile at the head of town, the EPA removed the giant tailings pile on the valley floor, but then abandoned the project outright when they ran out of money after underestimating the amount of tailings by 50%. Now we're left with 15 and a half acres of bare dirt along a half mile of the San Miguel, an aesthetic and water quality disaster. Come to Tratapalooza Thursday afternoon and help us solve the problem. Here's the schedule. From 4 to 5 p.m., Town of Telluride's Lance McDonald will lead us a tour of the Society Turn Remediation and River Restoration site. And then, immediately following, from 5 to 6, Tanner Banks of Trout Unlimited will show us the Valley Floor Tailings uh, Revegetation site that we're talking about here, right behind the Shell Station and at the bottom of Boomerang Road. When you see it with your own eyes, you'll understand why we need to raise money now for revegetation. Lance and Tanner are the respective project managers for these restoration sites. We'll meet at the Lawson Hill Park and Ride at 4 o'clock to get these tours started. Then the live event kicks off at 6 o'clock at High Pie. We'll have food, drinks, a silent auction, a conservation presentation by Trout Unlimited, and our annual live auction featuring fly fishing equipment from our industry's top manufacturers, including Scott Fly Rods, Sage, Abel, Ross, Fish Pond, as well as guided fishing trips on Colorado's finest trout streams. I hope to see you all there at Troutapalooza Thursday afternoon. Tickets are 50 bucks at the door or buy them in advance at Telluride Outside. Thanks, Koto. Hi, I'm Katie with Bright Futures. Did you know that in the first few years of a child's life, over 1 million new neural connections are made every second? If you want to play a role in supporting young children and their social-emotional development, here is your chance. Become an early childhood teacher in training. Our early childhood teachers are so important to our community. This new AmeriCorps position will place you in a child care center in Telluride, Montrose, Delta, or Gunnison to serve for one year while receiving individualized coaching and college-level classes to gain skills and become a certified teacher. You will receive a living stipend and an education award to pay for school. This might be for you if you are graduating high school this year, if you are trying to get back into the workforce and gain professional development experience, or if you're recently retired and looking for a way to give back to the community, please contact Katie Swick at AmeriCorps at BrightFuturesForChildren.org. That's AmeriCorps spelled A-M-E-R-I-C-O-R-P-S. Or visit brightfuturesforchildren.org to learn more. Opinions broadcast over KOTO are those of the speakers. You are also invited to express your views after the news or on access each weekday at around 4 p.m. If you would like to comment, please contact a staff person here at Koto. We encourage you to speak out on important public issues.